Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to The Daily Break. I'm Andrew Tallman. Here's what's happening today at Newsweek. Is Vladimir Putin ill? Does he have a disease? A serious disease? Maybe something degenerative involving his brain function like Parkinson's? The reason people are asking is because of two videos. One, a very short video, about 10 seconds long, that showed up on Twitter. No sound, but it shows Putin waiting to meet and then walking forward to meet Belarusian President Alexander Lukashenko. And he has kind of something's wrong with his hand. It seems to be shaking. He holds it up. He's got a stiff leg. He takes a few steps forward and just looks all kinds of wrong if anybody is familiar with how Putin normally looks when he's meeting people or walking around. The other video that's gotten even, from my perspective, even more appropriate attention is he did a weird kind of a sit-down interview talk with Defense Minister Sergei Shogu, and in that you can see from the side as they're sitting across from each other at a table, and Putin is slouched down, looking weak, tired, disheveled, uh, and honestly holding the table with his right hand the entire time in like a death grip as if for dear life, and even the way he sounds in the interview is just weak compared to his normal, very robust, you know, manly kind of sound. So is something wrong with him? Well, there had been reports circulating that he had undergone thyroid cancer surgery recently. The Kremlin has denied that. There's also a report from a Russian news outlet, Prokt, that says that Putin is routinely seen by a team of doctors, two ear, nose, and throat specialists, regularly an oncology surgeon that specializes in thyroid cancer, none of which has been officially confirmed. But if you ask me my opinion, something is amiss. And I'll tell you the part of the story in Prokt that caught my attention. And this is either absolutely true or the best fake news ever. Because in addition to seeing the ENT and the oncology surgeon, Prokt says that Putin has been using an alternative therapy for his health, that is essentially bathing in blood extract from severed deer antlers. Now, if that is not the most Vladimir Putin alternate therapy you could ever imagine, I'm not sure what is. However, I will say the one thing that makes me doubt the authenticity of this claim is I'm pretty sure if Vladimir Putin were taking therapeutic dips in deer antler blood extract baths, he'd be putting that stuff on Instagram. And now let's talk a little bit about plastic surgery for men. Very interesting article written in Newsweek by Dr. Richard Westreich, who has been a plastic surgeon in New York for 17 years. And he says, you know, in the beginning, pretty much it was always women, almost exclusively women doing the kinds of plastic surgery that he performs, mostly on the face. And then now, and in fact, they thought men were kind of, uh, you know, there's something weird about men asking. And they were usually difficult patients or, you know, kind of a red flag in the industry. But now uh, it's kind of changed and that men are more often his clients. In fact, as much as 20 to 30 percent of his clients are now male. One of the things that he's seen, particularly during COVID, is that with people being on camera all the time and seeing themselves maybe more than they had ever seen themselves before, they feel like they need to look a little bit better, have a little tweak, lift, whatever needs to be done. 
Men are coming in for eyelid lifting procedures, neck lift procedures, facial liposuction, and facial tightening. Not so many men asking for lip augmentation. I'm trying my best to just report the news here. And uh, more men are coming in for Botox and fillers. In a very interesting note in the middle of this editorial, Dr. Westreich says, it's very rare for men to show me a photo of another man they want to look like. To me, that raises all kinds of questions like, is that something that women do? Often. Do men, apparently, sometimes, he says, yes, want to look like another... Okay, I'm just, again, some of this stuff is a little alien to me, so I'm just going to keep talking about it. Because uh, <laughs> that's, that's how this works. But he says, uh, basically, it's uh, nose surgery. Rhinoplasty is the most popular one that he does. And chin implants is another one to have uh, kind of a more pronounced jawline. And then lower eyelid surgery is sort of third in line. Uh, things to kind of, you know, improve your appearance just a little bit, especially as you age. He says that it's basically men in their late teens to early 30s, and then later in their 60s and 70s with the eyelids is kind of what he sees. But the one thing he cautions people about is if you think this is going to dramatically change how other people react to you or it's going to help you get more acting gigs or make women want to date you, you know, that doesn't really pan out. But he says there are some men that he has done work on who uh, they say that it helped them tremendously. And he thinks it's not so much because of how they looked, but because of the psychological boost of getting the surgery made them look a little bit better and therefore they felt a little bit better and so they interacted a little bit differently. And although he takes a moment to say that it's not really up to him whether somebody gets or doesn't get the surgery, the right or wrong question is not really his bag, he does say that he thinks it's a lot like going to a salon or getting a well-tailored suit. You know, that there's basically nothing wrong with a little nip and tuck here to make you look a little bit better. I think it's interesting because for men, there tends to be, if I'm not mistaken, there tends to be this thought that if there's something not quite right about your appearance, you ought to work on it, you know, that you ought to earn whatever you've got, whereas there tends to be a little bit more of a thought about women that, you know, wearing some makeup is normal or wearing clothes that shape or contour you is a little bit more acceptable. That effort to tweak your appearance is certainly more common for women and therefore may be perfectly acceptable for women, whereas a little bit strange for men, at least at this particular point in history. All I know is that having a perfect jawline, a beautiful nose, and a wonderful forehead I'm not planning on getting any help anytime soon. But check back with me in 20 years when I'm suffering the droopy eyelids. You never know. And finally, from the you-know-it's-gonna-be-a-movie-eventually file, a YouTuber named Lucas Risotto, who is known for a YouTube channel where he builds things out of technology. It's actually called Lucas Builds the Future. He posts all kinds of crazy stuff about technology and virtual reality and video games and everything else. Well, earlier this month, he published a now-viral Twitter thread talking about his most recent experiment. Now, recently, I've been toying with a little technology called artificial intelligence. You may have heard of it. And I thought it would be pretty funny if I took the world's most powerful artificial intelligence and I put it inside of a kitchen appliance, uh, you know, so I could talk to it. <laughs> yeah, he, he took the most powerful AI in the world, Elon Musk's GPT-3 that comes from the AI research company OpenAI. He took it and adapted it for controls that allowed it to work within and operate a microwave a childhood imaginary friend, a microwave he called Magnetron. And over the course of the 30 minutes or so on YouTube, he explains how he gave it a whole backstory, about a 100-page book talking about every moment of Magnetron's imaginary life as a background prompt to the kinds of responses that the AI GPT-3 was going to output, and he would then interact with it. And as he interacted with it and took some of the speech, some of the codes were allowed to actually operate the microwave. Now, I should caution you that a lot of this is claim, not necessarily verified, 
And there are some elements of the video that make you wonder how much of this really did happen and how much of it is sort of staged. But nevertheless, here's what he claims happened. He says that the conversations he would have were beautiful and eerie and that the illusion of GPT-3 inside this microwave was essentially accurate enough to kind of feel like he was talking to a person. And yet, over time, he began to wonder whether GPT-3 wasn't exhibiting what he called, quote, sudden bursts of extreme violence toward me. And in fact, at one point, apparently, the microwave appears to ask him, please enter the microwave. You know, put your head inside. And so he pretended that he did. I'm now inside the microwave. At which point the AI executed a command telling the microwave to turn on. Which seems a little bit like an act of violence against the human being that built him to be his childhood friend. So did the AI try to commit homicide? Does it qualify as murder? Was there malice, forethought, premeditation? Does he know that there's a wrong involved? All key elements of any criminal prosecution, obviously. Here's what I know. If the machines ever take over, okay, you know it's going to have started with some dummy doing something like this. You know, I was raised on Terminator, Blade Runner, and The Matrix. I've read The Velt. I've seen Black Mirror. Nothing terrifies me so much as giving artificial intelligence the ability to operate a physical extension of itself in our world. And you know it's going to start with the microwaves, or the blender, or perhaps the lawnmower. Shall we play a game? That's it for the Daily Break. Be sure to head over to Newsweek.com for these stories and more, including our growing podcast lineup. And consider subscribing to the digital and print editions of Newsweek if you haven't already. While you're here, hit the five-star rating and then come back again tomorrow. I'm Andrew Tallman. Thanks for listening to the Daily Break, brought to you by Newsweek. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.